This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And Adam, dude, <laughs> I do not remember a time, okay, and we're, you know, 18 to 20, let's just call it somewhere between 18 to 20, almost three weeks into the year of 2023. And I cannot remember a time when the, the when the when the when the Rockets have been discussed with such fervor. I almost went to the other two teams in the city that have been discussed with more fervor. I cannot remember a time when the Rockets have been discussed with this much fervor in this short amount of time than they have been in the last few weeks, certainly in the last week or so, and then certainly in the last day or so. It's obvious where we begin here with John Wall calling out the organization. I'm going to get to my opinion about this because I've had a strong opinion about the John Wall experience, especially the end of it for a while now but i want to hear where you are with it i'll let you even set up the the clip since you did the did the work of pulling these audio clips from the podcast that john wall appeared on where he's calling out the organization as a bad organization he did a good job during while he was here of of at least maintaining a, a professional appearance as if everything was sort of copacetic and it appeared that way publicly but we got a little bit more insight into what this was actually like didn't we also, he went on the podcast. It's called Run Your Race. It's hosted by Theo Pinson, who plays for the Dallas Mavericks right now. And uh, Pinson was a really good player at North Carolina. And uh, the co-host is, I think it's AJ Richardson, which I'm assuming is a friend of Theo Pinson's. And basically, it was essentially a two-hour podcast appearance in the Rockets section of it. It was about five minutes in the Rockets section is the part that's going to make all the headlines, at least for us. And Theo Pinson lays it out right away. And he asks John Wall about his experience with the Rockets. You got traded to the Rockets. Talk about the Rockets experience. Trash. I know. I know. Beyond trash. And that's basically how it started. And you can pretty much for the Rockets organization, it got worse from that point on. Yeah, but but let's let's also hear Austin. If you can play this, let's also hear why it was trash and, and some of what he. Uh, some of what he was indicating about sort of the losing culture and what the effect could be on some of the young players. Like I always talk to Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, mm-hmm. KJ, I'm like, yo, don't get adjusted to this losing shit. It's not how the league is. Yeah. But at the same time, I had to tell them, like, the shit y'all getting away with over here, you go to any other teams, you'd be out the f-ing league. You'd be like, you wouldn't play. You're not playing. You wouldn't play. No facts. So I'm trying to explain that to them because they think it's sweet. And I'm like, if you ever get traded and go somewhere else, you can be like, this motherfucker was right. That's the part of the podcast. I mean, we can talk about all the stuff with, you know, how things went down for him while he played with the Rockets and how it ended and all that other stuff and the tanking. But that's the part that matters the most because that's the part that gives you some insight into 
maybe why things are going the way that they are right now. And it's because I mean, we've talked, we've been talking about this now for, for months, just the lack of accountability that's within the organization. And here's a guy who was in the building last year and he saw as Kevin Porter and uh, Jalen Green were, you know, basically getting away with everything. And it feels like that has continued into this season. And that's what should be, I don't, I don't care about, you know, uh, about, you know, whether or not John Wall was told to leave the team or whatever last year, I care about the stuff that is happening right now. And that little clip gives you an insight into why things are happening the way that they are right now. Yeah. And I guess I do care because all of it to me tells a complete story about how the organization is run and which I think just from the outside looking in, I'm not there every day the way you are, but from the outside looking in, and this seems to be a consensus among credible voices around the league, but it, it seems from the outside looking in that the organization is being run poorly. And I think you can even date it back to, look, I don't, I don't blame the Rockets. This is not to go too far back, but I don't blame the Rockets for giving the keys to the franchise to James Harden and allowing him to kind of do whatever he wanted. But what I'm noticing is there, it, there seems to be a pattern of a lack of accountability within that organization that spans regimes now, going back to the previous regime and going into the current one, where the superstar player is allowed or superstar players are allowed to just sort of do whatever they want and sort of I don't, I don't know if run rampant is the exact word because it's not like they're it's not like they're doing anything like that's like super toxic outside of basketball or anything like that but to me there's just a pattern here you can remember the stories that were written in the athletic about the way james harden kind of had uh free reign to do whatever he wants and then you fast forward to now what you're talking about which is more relevant against like you're saying to the team that we're covering right now where there's just a lack of accountability especially for the ones that are that are tasked with having the most responsibility on the team and so i think that's the most disappointing part about it you know it just just to rehash for a second the whole part about them telling john wall to come off the bench or or sort of giving him this diminished role for the development of kevin porter jr well one of the issues that i had with that in, in the beginning and i think it does transfer a little bit to now is that the the notion and the idea that playing John Wall would take away from their development, I always thought was flawed and somewhat silly to begin with because John Wall was an actual point guard. And I think it would have allowed Jalen Green and Kevin Porter to flourish in the roles that they actually, I think, are designed as players to to, to play in. And so I, I thought that was a misstep then. Um, I, I don't know if it's having a great effect on them now, but, but when I look at it, I think, okay, I can point to if I wanted to use that as an inflection point to where things started to. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh, or you could start to sort of question things and question strategy and what exactly they were doing as an organization. I would point to that. 
to where they wasted a player who was a $40 million player, probably overpaid, but they wasted a player who was healthy and could have helped them not just necessarily win games, but could have helped them in their development on the court. And they passed on that in the name of what exactly, I'm not sure, more touches for Kevin Porter Jr., figuring out if he could be a point guard. I guess that was it, but I don't know. To me, that was that was the original misstep and the I guess the first sign of trouble for me with this regime, with this current regime. Well, that gets into the whole tanking thing. And they obviously were had they had no interest in winning games last year. Uh and the fact that they went all in with the roster that they went in with, and the fact that they told John Wall, who would have been their best player without question, they told him to leave and, and they said, no, we don't we don't want you to play or we want you to come off the bench and be a 15 minute a, a game type guy. That shows you that they weren't interested in winning. And listen, the way that that the NBA operates, that's pretty normal. And you're seeing it again this year. It, they basically aren't trying to win this year either. And so that becomes a little bit of an issue because when I don't when winning doesn't matter then I can do all this stuff. I can get into bad habits because we're not worried about winning right now. And it's, it's, it's such a, it's a bad position to be in. And this is why you don't want to tank. This is why, yeah. Well, this but, is why but even, even there though, Adam, like, and I get that, like all of that makes sense, but, and I get the motivation for tanking, especially if you're trying to, you know, reset your organization and all of that. But <laughs> And I know I'm making this case for John Wall because I think he should have played. But how much winning, like, what would John Wall's war be if if this were, you know, what I mean, if this were fan graphs or baseball reference or like, what? How much winning would they have actually? Done? How much many? How many more wins would he have been worth? I'm not sure that they would have won their way out of the lottery or anything. I think they just would have been a better, more watchable and digestible team. I don't I don't think John Wall was going to be the difference between them being a lottery team and being in the the playing games. No, you're right. And it's not like he would have played all 82 games either. Right. I mean he he had played he had played 40 the year before uh and he hadn't played what the a season and a half before that. And you you could have structured this to where he could have started and you just say all right John you're not going to play back to backs. Okay. That's fine. And there would have been other games along the way that he would have missed. And so you could have gotten him his minutes and maybe built up his trade value a little bit to where he shows, Hey, you know what? He actually is healthy. Maybe we can go ahead and take a flyer on him and uh, give him some, give him some, give him some opportunities to play, lose games, sit him when the opportunity arises. I mean, he, he's not the healthy, he's not going to stay healthy all the time. We saw that just in that one season here where he only plays 40 of 72 games, you know, a, a, a Nick here, a Nick there, he he would sit out for weeks. I remember um, there he would get hurt in practice and have to miss a week. So it's not like he would have been able to play every single game. So you, it's not like he would have played all 82, even if he had played. And giving these guys some competition in practice, I think would have mattered. And, you know, the one thing that, that he did say was, I'm, I'm okay coming off the bench, but – I'm not going to just give my, don't just give my spot to someone, make them come and earn it. And how much do you think it would have benefited Kevin Porter Jr. or maybe even Jalen Green to have to earn a spot in the starting lineup instead of having one just handed to them? So I think that's where the misstep comes. And just when you hand guys minutes and you don't make them earn the minutes, I don't think that that helps them. And I think we'll talk about this with, uh, 
with some of these guys uh, moving forward. But Alperin Shingun had to earn his minutes last year. I mean, he started out as the third center and ultimately became the starting center because of the, because he had to earn it. And he came off the bench to start the season because he played poorly during training camp, because he played poorly in the preseason. Yet, he played well once the season started. Uh, Bruno Fernando gets hurt. And Shingun gets that gets that starting spot back, and he's held on to it, and he's played really well this season. So sometimes making guys have to earn minutes makes them better in the long run, and just giving guys minutes out the gates, I think that can hurt them. I thought you did a good job of summing it up. I thought you summed it up perfectly, actually. And yes, I am going to read your own tweet to you. You, of course, you know what you said, but I'm going to read this to you and read this to the audience and get some reaction to it. The Rockets in 2023. Austin Rivers says they need someone to teach Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green how to play the right way. David Thorpe, noted basketball analyst, says an agent called the organization a clown show. And John Wall, as we've been discussing here the last 12 or 13 minutes or so, John Wall says that it's a bad organization right now. And to add, they have not won a game in this calendar year are these criticisms fair do you think because because I, I and i'll just say before i throw it to you i think they are um, what, are you, what about you I, I think for the most part they are i do think it's one of those things where it's very easy to pile on a team from the outside when things are going bad so that's the one thing that i'll preface it and say like it, it looks bad like there's nothing about the organization right now that looks good um so it is very easy to pile on. Um, so I, I don't think what I think calling the organization a clown show like David Thorpe did, where like he relayed an agent told him I, I, that might be a little unfair because the agent is in the building. I don't know if the agent has you know, I don't know who the agent is. I don't the agent might not have a player with the team at all. So I, I don't know if that one's fair. But what Austin Rivers said was very fair. What John Wall said is very fair also. Again, John Wall was just in the building a year ago. So he understand he he knows the organization better than most. So yeah, I, I don't think that in the fact and this is the you know, right before this, Eric Gordon said they weren't improving. So I mean, this is kind of this has been now, I mean, they got more people calling them out than they have games won at this point. So yeah, and they they they're on pace to win less than 20 games this year. They won 20 games last year. They won 17 games the year before. So, yeah, most of this, I think, is very fair criticism. Yeah, and I think the clown show comment is probably hyperbolic, but the the sentiment around it, I think, is the same as basically what you're hearing everybody else say in maybe a little bit more delicate of fashion, not calling it straight up a clown show, but saying, hey, things ain't right there. I do wonder, and this is just an aside from me, Adam, but I do wonder how much the – in some parts of his game, regression of Jalen Green contributes to this because if, if Jalen Green takes off this year and becomes the player that I sort of envisioned him becoming this year, and I know he's improved in a lot of areas, but also not improved in a lot of areas that you would want to see him improve in. But I feel like if he takes off this year and becomes like that frontline type of superstar kind of guy, that it helps them look a lot better because at the very least you're like, well, they invested the number two pick in a guy that looks very much like he's going to be the best player on a winning team at some point. And